Warren Ward is here, our TSN 1050 Raptors analyst. Warren, how are you today, sir? Guy, it's been a while. <laughs> Chapman, always good to hear that voice. Oh, my goodness. It has been a long time. I miss you. <laughs> yeah, miss you, Guy. Um, so, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, there's fines here. You have to play if you want to be eligible. Let me, let me get this right. Uh, players have to participate in 65 regular season games to be eligible for postseason awards. Uh, and it's a, mm-hmm. sort of a star player designation. But the bottom line is load management under this rule takes a, a, a shot in the shins. Do you agree with this? Uh, it does take a shot in the shins to load management for sure, but it's a well-deserved one. Um, you get paid to play basketball, end of the day. And people are paying good money to see stars play. Little kids are dreaming about watching these guys play. And I think with the intent of the business and what they're trying to accomplish in the league, it is a great rule to uh, establish because we have all this technology today. Players have a lot of care. And I understand it's a hard game to play. I, I definitely know that. But if Jordan and Larry Bird and Maddie Johnson, these guys didn't have half, let alone a quarter of the, of the access to things that, that these guys have, and they're playing less games. You know, and a, a good example of that is Jordan never missed three games in his entire career consecutively. You can't say that about Kawhi and LeBron and, you know, and, you know even Kyrie. So I, I'm, I'm all in favor for it. It just means we get to watch the best players in the world play more often. Yeah, and, you know, you said the fans, and, and I like that because I was talking about TV networks that pay big money to have certain matchups, and, and they do all the promo stuff, and all of a sudden a couple of the guys aren't there. But for the fans, because if, if you're, you know, wanting to see a team come into your city and, and it doesn't happen often and you book that day and, and pay that money, and all of a sudden you get load management out of a, a, a good matchup, I mean, that that is, you know, fairly significant, and that that's a, like a real negative thing for for the fan base for sure so i agree with that however you know there's always a way around a rule warren as you know and and if you have to sort of sell the the apparent injury that could uh, you know the dramatic department could get a real boost there couldn't it it could no you're you're right there's always a way around but it, at least they're implementing things to make it more difficult so i still expect players to miss games but just not as much and that alone is a better product in, you know what I mean? In my opinion, I, I think I think it makes it makes the game much more exciting. You're you're getting to see these matchups a lot more often, and we'll we'll see how teams are creative and see if they can get around this rule. I'm sure they will, but you know that's something for us to talk about at a you know a different date. So when this rule came out and you started to read about it, did, did you come up with a team that you, you think it would impact maybe more than others? I didn't think of a team, but I just thought of all of the players that I knew of that had sat out often. And I'm even, I remember a game we covered last year, um, you know, when the Lakers came to town. And that was a game yeah. I really wanted to, to call because I, I'm getting to watch LeBron AD and neither of them played. So even me as a, as a broadcaster, and I, I watch every game with you, and it's, I was disappointed. So I couldn't imagine a fan or a little kid who never gets to see LeBron because he's here in Toronto and they and he didn't get to see, or you know, she never got to see LeBron and AD yeah. play. You know, and I'm, I'm yeah. just, I was just saying that from a basketball perspective, but from a fan, of course, this is this is to me, it's much better. Well, and I think the NBA is, is aware of the fact that maybe there's a drift in interest on, on the regular season. And, and quite frankly, that's what pays the bills. I mean, obviously they've got that in-season tournament now and, and they want to, they don't, I guess they don't want to have the in-season tournament be the, the peak of the, the regular season. They need to make the rest of this relevant, don't they? They do. 
they do. And because, again, it is a business first, and, they're, and they are paying money to do so. So healthy stars cannot sit out on any sort of nationally televised game. So if you're healthy, you're going to play. Christmas Day, all these, all these big tournament games are going to play, but there's something to lead up to that. So there's a prize now for putting your body and prioritizing the season, whereas before, players couldn't do that. They had the option. Now the option has been tightened a little bit. So now they got to prioritize taking care of themselves and doing the right things in order to perform at the highest level because that's what you're getting paid to do. Yeah, and, and you know Adam Silver himself said that they will tweak this as it goes along. But as we start this, you know, a star player is, is sort of the hit category, and star players defined by a player who has made the All Star or All NBA teams in any of the last three years. And yeah. so I have to ask you if, if you think that's the way to define a, a star, because by those rules, Conley and and Simmons are stars, are they? I mean, not not. Not numbers wise, but in terms of the definition of, of a of a standout player, that that they are. There's there's 49 across 25 teams that have been selected to All NBA or have made an All Star team. So that's really 50 guys out of what 400 that are now being affected by this, and and they have to play. But at the same time, when those guys are playing, the price is going up for them. So you know that's 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 another thing. These guys are the you know the cream of the crop in that league, and um, it may affect them more so, but people are paying to watch you, essentially. So, you know, if I'm a fan, I'm all for it. Yeah, and I guess the other category is the rookie. So, Victor Wembanyama, Yama, sorry, I messed that up, and I knew I was going to. Uh, he could play less than <laughs> 65 games and <laughs> and still win the rookie of the year. Do you think that's right? No, um, but Victor has a lot to get used to in the NBA. A guy that size yeah. and him, the, the speed in which the game is played at now, he, he whether I, I honestly hope he lasts 65 games playing at, at that level, getting up and down that floor every day. It'd be great for him, too. I don't think he'll purposely sit out because San Antonio is now, you know, building a team. So he needs to play as many games as he possibly can. Um, but if he, if he plays 50 and wins rookie of the year because he's done so well, then so be it. But there have been people that have played less, and, you know, I know Kyrie played one college game and still got drafted first overall. So there's, you know, there's, there's so many things ar- around this, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But is it fair? No, but this is not going to be about fairness. Yeah, okay. Well, there's a couple of things here, trade-related rumors that have been sort of swirling around all summer. And the local yep. one is, is pas- Pascal Siakam. Um, do you expect the, the Raptors to trade him or keep him? Well, what do you think? <laughs> start, let's start with that. Uh, I, I, to me, to me, this to me, this is a fork in the road for the franchise. Um, I'm always a little apprehensive about a deal of this nature because you have to get the right return. So, I, I guess the ultimate question would be, what is the right return? I, I don't have the answer to that. Well, I think we're going to switch positions because you should be the analyst. That's exactly what I was yeah, going to say. <laughs> I, I, I think it does come down to that. This, this, you know, as much as I don't call Siakam a superstar, he is still fifth in the franchise in points, third in wins, third in rebounds, seventh in assists. He's basically top ten in every category across the board. So he's put in his time. He is a valuable asset to the, you know, I mean, to the Raptors. The the thing for the front office, Patty, is if they do trade Siakam, what are they going to get? Because his value is high enough that he demands a top-quality player in return, and the Raptors also need picks. So they have to get both. If they don't get both, I don't see a point in trading him. I understand the Raptors are not in a position to, 
win a championship right now, and that is the toughest place for a team to be because you're not, they're not bad enough to lose every game. They're not good enough to win every game right now with the current roster. But the game of basketball, we will see, right, as time goes on. That, that is going to come to truth eventually. My thing is, if they do trade Siakam, what is the return? And is the return greater than letting him go because he is someone who produces for this team? But as a franchise, you want to get, you want to get value when a player is at their highest peak. So all of those things that have to be factored in, I would not, I will, I will resist to say what I would do in this situation. I, I, I just need to make sure that we have a return that is worth trading in for. Yeah, absolutely. We agree on that. That's why we get along. Um, are there any moves? That, are there any moves the Raptors should have made? Or are you happy with their off season? Um, I would. I'd lo- I would love to answer that more so when the when the ball goes up. I think that your off season moves are, are are really assessed when the you know I mean when the season starts. But in terms of who they could have gone for, I think the obvious hole to fill would be the point guard position. So I think if they could have traded Siakam for maybe a DeJounte Murray and DeAndre Hunter type of combination where they get a really good point guard, a guy that can score and defend in the wing, because that's what Siakam does. You have to, you know, you gotta, you gotta find a, you have to find a guy that kind of does both, both things. Well, he defends well and he can score. So um, the Raptors as a team, I think next season or this season coming up, it's going to be about buckets and how well they can score. So uh, if I would have traded anyone, I would have got some picks, maybe a pick in that deal. And, you know, you know, try and get two for one. Uh, where are you on the, the Lillard thing? I mean, a lot of people say this is holding up the off-season business. He stated that he wouldn't want to play in Toronto if he was traded there. What do you make of that whole saga so far? I mean, I think Damian Lillard is, is in a very interesting situation just due to his age. I know, I know how good he is, but a point guard that's, you know, 33, 34 years old, um, in the league, you know, you know, going up against all the all the younger guys every single night, I would be more in, inclined if he would be if he was not as picky as where he wants to go. But I understand he wants to win a championship. So to come to Toronto, you're you're in another project. He wants to go to a contender. So I understand that. It's just what do those contenders have and what can they give up? And that that there's the problem. If you want to be traded, usually. You don't trade something for high value for low value. You don't do that. So if I'm Portland, I, I am, I'm, it's a tough situation because, yeah, he may want to leave, but what are we going to get as a franchise? We also have a fan base that cares about you and that pays to see you play. So I'm not going to give up my best asset just because he wants to go. You know, I think he, if, he, if, he, if, he, if they can't find a suitable trader, he should stay in Portland and put on a show. That's the best way to do it. Put on a show. Warren, it's only a matter of time. I'll be seeing you soon. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to call all these games with you. Yes, guy. That, that's a yes guy, isn't it? Uh, yes guy, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Warren. That's Warren Ward, our TSN 1050 Raptors analyst.